This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. We live in an era where we have more time than ever before, and yet we spend more time than ever killing it. Oh yeah, we call it chilling, relaxing, recharging, catching up. But I think we all know there is no commodity more precious than time. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Addiction can be a progressive thing. You know, for the longest time, I didn't have a phone. No, really, I didn't have a phone. Seven years ago, though, I was told unequivocally that to do my job properly, I needed to be available by telephone when I was traveling. So for context, I did once have a phone. It was an old flip phone about 20 years ago, which stayed in my handbag and never came out. I had an office phone, I had a home phone, and frankly, I do my best thinking while I'm driving or walking around, and I never wanted to be disturbed in that mental reverie otherwise. But one day, I was driving home from the grocery store when I had an accident. (sighs) I made a left turn on a green light and I hit a pedestrian. To say it was traumatizing was an understatement. I remember slamming on my brakes and running out of the car and kneeling beside the woman While we waited for an ambulance, I was praying and praying and begging God to make her okay. You know, it was the day of the evening of my son's bar mitzvah party. And frankly, I was a basket case. This elderly woman, she suffered a broken pelvis. And I was beside myself with guilt, shame, and horror. It truly was an accident, though. The son was so brilliant that morning that I literally did not see her crossing, and I was never charged. But I was listening to a radio program while I was driving. And to this day, I wonder, was I distracted and less focused because of it? And I decided that if radio could distract me, then how much worse would it have been if I'd been on a phone? So I gave my phone to my son that very day and I never looked back. In the last seven years since I've had a phone again, my obsession with it has been gradual. My addiction to it, slow but steady. In the past few years, it's become a kind of an appendage. Between social media and podcasts and texting and WhatsApp, it's always in my hand. It's a huge time suck, and I just don't think as much as I once did. I started thinking a lot lately, though, about this addiction, and I was reading a chapter of Perke Avot, Jewish wisdom, from a text that's in English called The Ethics of Our Fathers. There are just some truths. They're like mind bombs. Once they explode into your consciousness, they blow apart all your excuses and all your rationalizations, and they sweep through the cobwebs of your old thoughts, and they clear a path for clarity and direction that you never imagined. Well, for me, 
two great pieces of Jewish wisdom had that very same effect upon me, and I want to share them with you. The first is a statement from our sages who teach us that a fool is one who loses what is given to him. And what is it that we're given? We are given time, some of us more than others, yet none of us know how much time we're allotted. It follows then that not maximizing that time is foolhardy. Philip Stanhope, the fourth Earl of Chesterfield, said, Know the true value of time. Snatch, seize, and enjoy every moment of it. No idleness, no laziness, no procrastination. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And the second text is also related. It goes like this. Rabbi Tarfun said, The day is short. The work is great. The workers are lazy. The reward is great. And the master of the house is insistent. Had my phone obsession made me lazy? Was I wasting time? We live in an era where we have more time than ever before, and yet we spend more time than ever killing it, killing time on our phones, browsing through the feeds of other people, comparing, contrasting, obsessing about lives that have no relation to our own. Oh, yeah, we call it chilling, relaxing, recharging, catching up. But I think we all know that we're killing time that could bring us a healthier form of recharging and ways that don't kill brain cells in the process. Sometimes in the cult of productivity that is our culture, we become terrified that we'll never accomplish everything that needs to be done to be considered a success. For some people, this is motivation to work harder still, to overfunction, to become workaholics. Often, we erroneously believe that if we're not working 24-7, we're not going to make it. And if we're not connected all the time, if we miss a text, a call, a post, then somehow we're going to be behind the eight ball. For others, this culture of productivity can be so daunting that they would rather not try than feel like perhaps they're going to fall short of completing the task. When a task is too abundant, we can come to feel like our work is never done, so we give up. We look for ways to avoid what starts to feel like pointless labor. This creates a laziness, a laziness born from a sense of hopelessness. When a person is bedridden for long stretches of time, often their limbs lose their strength and agility, requiring the patient to rebuild their strength before they can go back to their lives. For this reason, our sages also describe the phrase in our text, laborers, as a person's limbs. The result of extended time killing or laziness is a kind of a paralysis. In my case, I had forgotten that the day is short. I had forgotten that I was a fool to waste my time. There is no commodity more precious than time. How many of us waste the gift of time killing it through pointless, meaningless activities? Now, this is not to say that there's no room for relaxation and even for amusement, but that time we should use the same way that some of us take short power naps to refresh our energy for what is truly important. 
And how many of us walk away from challenges or even our own dreams when we suspect that we may never see the fruits of our labors? How often do we say, I just don't have the time or the energy to see this through to completion? As parents, how often do we give into that inevitable frustration that comes with parenting? The seemingly endless repeated instructions that seem never to be adhered to? Those mundane tasks repeated day after day after day with what feels like zero appreciation. How often have you thrown up your hands in defeat because you just don't see an end in sight? Can we resist the urge to become lazy as a response to frustration and disappointment? How many of us saw on our own report cards and maybe on our kids that dreaded phrase, student is not working up to his or her potential. And if today you were to receive a report card on how you use your precious time, how many of us would find the same comments? Benjamin Franklin once said, a life of leisure and a life of laziness are two things. There will be sleeping enough in the grave. But the seizing of every moment must be balanced with the understanding that all people have different levels of tolerance for risk, energy, and even for productivity. It's common to call somebody lazy who does one less thing than you and to call the other person a fanatic for doing one thing more. The day is short. The task is abundant. The workers are lazy. But the rewards are great. And the master of the house our Creator, is insistent this week. Can we take a look at how we use our time and how we waste it, kill it? Can we scrape through the rationalizations about our activities that mean we're not truly living up to our potential and face the truth of our choices? So my phone doesn't come out when I'm driving, but now I'm going to try and work on having it not come out when I'm not working. I'm going to reclaim that lost art of daydreaming and of thinking, and I'm going to measure out the moments of my life carefully and mindfully. Because this time, the accident that I am causing is in my own body, in my own heart, and mind, and soul. It's about time. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.